What's up, nerds, and welcome to the Nerd History Podcast, the newest addition to the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. The Nerd History Podcast exists to do what all nerds love the most, talk about the nerd history of their favorite fandoms until people reconsider inviting them to their next party. Each episode, we'll spotlight one particular nerd history event from that week and take a deep dive into the fandom, the lore, and the nerdy facts. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd, as well as the Station Manager for LT and Radio. And with me today and forevermore is my bride, Daedra. Hello, I'm Daedra. Today on the show, we're heading to Dog River, Saskatchewan, <laughs> where we can fill up at Corner Gas, which premiered 20 years ago this week. Wow. But first, today is January 22nd, so let's start by taking a look at what is celebrating an anniversary today. And first up, well, the only thing on the list today is, is Corner Gas. <laughs> so I guess we're just diving right in. Deidre? Let's do it. In 2004, Corner Gas premiered on CTV. Corner Gas is a popular Canadian television sitcom set in a fictional town of Dog River, Saskatchewan. 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 Uh, it's focusing on the life of Brent Leroy and the quirky inhabitants of the small community. <laughs> uh, when it concluded in 2009, after six seasons, Corner Gas was the longest running scripted sitcom in Canadian television history. Wow. In 2014, a film titled Corner Gas, the movie was released, mm -hmm. reuniting the original cast for a new story set in Dog River. And then following the success of the original live action series and the movie, an animated version of Corner Gas launched in 2018, featuring the same characters and most of the original cast members voicing their roles. The show was created by Canadian comedian Brent Butt. <laughs> B-U-T-T. love his last name. <laughs> who also stars as the main character, Brent <laughs> Leroy, who <laughs> wisely decided to change his last name. Uh, so Corner Gas has won numerous awards, including several Canadian Comedy Awards and Gemini Awards, recognizing its contribution to Canadian television. And uh, that's, that's the only thing today. <laughs> I mean, our Today in Nerd History segment Corner gas. It's just corner gas. But we're going to talk a lot more about corner gas later on in the show. Every day at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory, we post an article and an accompanying video spotlighting that day in nerd history with pictures, descriptions, nerdy facts, and some commentary. So make sure that you start your day with lovethynerd.com every day. Now it's time for a game. I am so excited. <laughs> Can you tell how excited I am? Oh, for three. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. This is the part of the week where my husband tortures me. <laughs> That's what this is. Read your line, for goodness sake. How long are you to drag this up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my line. I'm going to talk about how I hate it. Okay. Each week, we go head-to-head -head in a game to put our nerdy nostalgia knowledge to the test. Hmm. We will ask each other five questions, all multiple choice. If we get the answer wrong, much to my regret... Sure. Chagrin. We have to. Chagrin. That's a good one. Go. Yeah. We have to guess again. <laughs> and with each wrong answer, earning another X. <laughs> uh, fewest X's in the end of the round wins. Uh, you want to remind everybody how many X's you had last week? I don't remember. 
nine so out many. of a possible 15. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was only seven last week. I thought I did a little better. I thought it was um, nine the week before that. But was, who no, knows? No, it was the second week you did better. The first week you also got nine. Okay. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, today we're going to take a stab at some sitcom trivia since okay. our only focus today is a it's sitcom. A sitcom. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin on my Flipcoin app. And you can guess heads or tails, and if you get it correctly, then you will answer questions first. Got it? Got it. Got it. Heads or tails? Heads. It is tails. Oh, Matthew goes first. So I get to answer questions first. I've Stop. learned it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. First, second, I'm going to lose. All right. What was the most watched episode of Friends? The one where Ross and Rachel... You know, the one after the Super Bowl, the one where Rachel has a baby, and the last one. Okay, that's a, that's a tough one. I feel like you would immediately think it's the last one, right? The finale? But they're all... They all seem to be big ones. Yeah. And one, after the Super Bowl. Yeah, one like, after the Super Bowl, that's, that's I mean, a big draw. The Super Bowl, right? <laughs> And see, you, your mind does automatically go to the finale because there have been a lot of big finales, but there have also been a lot of shows that kind of crapped out toward the end, and so not as many they people had watched it. People by like the if, finale. If yeah. The Office ended at the end of season seven, I bet they would have gotten twice as many people watching that finale, but a lot of fans died off after Carell really? left. <laughs> <laughs> after Nelly's show. <laughs> Look, Lover and Doctor Who. <laughs> Lover, Doctor Who. <laughs> Favorite companion in Doctor Who. <laughs> On the office. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and guess the last one. Because I think I think Friends lasted all the way through. Oh dang it. <laughs> dang it. I thought that was a lock. <sighs> okay, one after the Super Bowl. Wow. A two-part episode that aired after the Super Bowl in 1996 was the most watched episode of the series. 52.9 million people Gracious. tuned in as Chandler almost hooked up with Julia Roberts. Joey was stalked by Brooke Shields. And Monica and Rachel fought over Jean-Claude Van Damme. Well, of course, you got three <laughs> major celebrities in one episode. All right, fine. I don't know that. Next for you. <laughs> oh, great. You're going to get the Hey, an office, office one. Uh, which character on The Office was originally an assistant casting director on the show? Angela Martin, Stanley Hudson, Kevin Malone, Phyllis Vance. Do you know this one? Nope. I know this one. I mean, I know there were several that like did other stuff besides be on the screen. It is. But I don't know what they did. Phyllis Vance, she read with most of the people trying out and everything. Okay. 100%. Phyllis Smith was initially a casting associate for the show, but producers loved her so much while she was reading lines with other actors during auditions that she was offered the role of soft-spoken saleswoman Phyllis Vance, a character created specifically for her. I think that's weird that they're, like, calling her Phyllis Vance. They should say Phyllis Laughing Vance because she wasn't Vance when she entered the screen and even afterwards she was often referred to phyllis flap and vance was yeah it? Wasn't yeah she? yeah she hyphenated her name but people. there were times that she didn't though because i'm pretty sure she introduced herself to 
somebody as <laughs> I'm Phil's fans, wife of Bob Vance. And like like it was a big deal. And it was Karen. And Karen's like, I don't know who that is. My husband's Bob Vance. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, I don't think she says her. You don't think so? I think she does. So. I think she just put refers to her husband, Dave Bob Vance. Wrong, and I'm right. I Next up. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, you know this one. How many different actors played Topanga's character? Uh, sorry. That was wrong. One. How many different actors played Topanga's parents on Boy Meets World? Maybe you don't know this one. Seven, five, nine, or three? Apparently, they shuffled them in and out. I know there were more. Yeah, I know that there were different. The question phrasing is tripping me up because does it mean sets of actors? Or are we counting mm. each parent? Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's all odd numbers. But I don't think that there was ever. Okay. I was about to say, I don't think there was ever the same set or like the same mom with two different dads, but I bet there were episodes where just one of the parents were there. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was that many. I'm going to start low then. I'm going to start with three. Okay. Then five. All right. Over the course of the series, Topanga's parents were played by five different actors. Talk about family issues. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, I already have two exes. Oh, man. (laughs) Such a loser. (laughs) Which popular 80s sitcom killed off mom? Different strokes. Who's the boss? All of these. Full house. Was there a mom and who's the boss? That was like three adults, wasn't it? I don't know. Full House, the mom was already dead. And yeah, the Full House, the mom was already dead? I don't know about Different Strokes. I never watched Different Strokes. Different Strokes for different folks. (laughs) The fact that there's an all of these in here is drawing me to just say all of these. Because why the would name you put of that in there? All of these? <laughs> Welcome to all of these. <laughs> we got this one and that one and these in between. I'm going to say all of these. Yay! Okay. Different Strokes follows the life of two boys who were adopted by a wealthy businessman after their mothers die. I, mother dies. I did not know that. In Full House, sports rider with $3 loses his wife in a car accident and moves into a house with his best friend and his wife's brother. I did not know it because was his wife's needs, brother. Because he needs help raising the kids. His wife's brother? Is that, I'm assuming... Um, his best friend and his wife's brother. Is that the goofy guy? I'm, I'm assuming it's the goofy guy. Wow. I don't know now. Didn't know that. Uh, and who's the boss? A former professional baseball player moves to Fairfield, Connecticut after his wife dies to raise his daughter away from the city. I didn't know he had a daughter. I do not recall. I mean, I know I saw episodes of that when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything. So saying they killed off the mom. Yeah, all of these are All not, of these started they were without all, the mom. Yeah, they are all there before. I call foul. Yeah. That's weird. Poorly worded. But hey, I got it right. Yeah. Last question for me. Which actor tried to get the Olsen twins fired from Full House? John Stamos, Lori Laughlin, <laughs> Bob Saget, Dave Collier? Collier. Collier. Uh, and that's the 
Cut it out, guy. The goofy guy. Okay. With the beaver puppet. Mm-hmm. I'm remembering all things about Dave Cooley now. <laughs> um, I feel like I read this story recently, but I don't remember. Who's like, you need to get these girls. I think it's John Stamos. Here. They are too cute. I think it's John Stamos. Wow. I think that's exactly the reason why. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> it's because they cried a bunch. That's <laughs> <laughs> was almost had the Olsen twins fired while filming the pilot. He hated how much they cried while filming, but the producers disliked the redheaded twins who replaced them, so they brought back me. <laughs> <laughs> That was worded wrong. <laughs> Disliked uh, the redheaded twins. <laughs> all right. So I only had two X's, babe. Mm. Got a tall mountain to climb. Where is Cheers set? If you get this wrong. <laughs> a restaurant, a cruise ship, a bar, or a winery? <laughs> a bar. <laughs> Cheers is set in a bar in Boston, Massachusetts, oh. where a group of locals meet to drink, relax, and socialize. Wow. Norm. Uh, the title character from Sabrina the Teenage Witch first appeared in which comic book? Now, for the yeah. record, the title character is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. The title character from Sabrina the Teenage Witch is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The Teenage Witch. Witch. <laughs> okay. Well, did she first appear in Josie and the Pussycats, Casper the Friendly Ghost, Archie's Madhouse, or Richie Rich and His Girlfriends? Man. I know this one. <sighs> See, I read Archie comics. I was all about that Archie comic life. Right. When I was a kid. And I know Josie and the pushy, pussy cats were in. In those pushy cats. Pussy <laughs> was in Archie's comics a lot. Uh-huh. So does that mean Sabrina was also in Archie's comics a lot? I'm going to say Archie's. That's it. But what is Archie's Madhouse? I don't remember that title, but that doesn't mean anything because I know there were a lot of them. Let's go for Archie. Archie's Madhouse? Sure. Yay! I got one right I the first I literally thought it was Josie and the Pussy. Ha! Wow. Ha! Sabrina was created by writer George Gladder and artist Dan DiCarlo. First appeared in Archie's Madhouse number 22 in October of 1962. Storylines of the character at elementary school age also appear under title Sabrina, that cute little witch in almost <laughs> all of the little Archie comics. I know that one. I remember those. Oh, little Archie. I like the little Archie ones. I remember and those weird Archie multiverse ones where they're like superheroes or... In the future, I read those those weird things. They're all robots, zombies, werewolves, all kinds of things. Uh, (laughs) Good job on that, really. Thank you. I was convinced it was Josie and the Pussycats. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Do you only have you don't have any exes? I have no exes. All right. What's the real name of Marcel the monkey from Friends? Is it? face is it binks boo jack or katie so like the actual name of the 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 actor monkey's name (laughs) uh let's go with what are his checks made out to jack (laughs) his owner Ah. this could be where binks Oh, already tied now. Tied up. Ah! <laughs> I was so on. Oh, it's a mash one. Sorry. Boo or Katie? Oh, your next one's mash. Yeah. Let's do Katie. 
Marcel the monkey is actually a female and her name is Katie. All right, so we're tied. So you can still just, we could tie if you get these next two right. Mm -hmm. What is the nickname for the tent that serves as the quarters for the senior surgical staff on MASH? The cave, the swamp, the tank, or the cooler? The swamp. At the beginning of the series, the swamp held four doctors, Hawkeye, Trapper, Spear Chucker Jones, and Frank Burns. After the departure of Jones, the number of residents dropped to three and remained so until the end of the series. BJ moved in after the departure of Trapper and Winchester after the departure of Burns. Mm -hmm. Burns left the show, too? Yeah. I didn't know the, that. um, the, so the, he's kind of like a Fraser character, Winchester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he plays that character that was like friends with uh, on Fraser. It's like friends with Fraser's mom, and Fraser begins to think like oh, he's his him. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I remember him now in Mash. Yes, I remember that. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah. It's also I went to go. I felt really old. I mean, I already I really like Mash, right? Uh -huh. And I went to go get a cavity filled recently. And MASH was on, and I was, like, really excited. <laughs> and the dentist is, like, talking to the lady who's helping him. And he's like, have you ever seen this show? And she's like, no, what is it? And I'm, I have my mouth full of stuff. And I'm like, what is MASH? <laughs> I really wanted to with you. say something, but my mouth was full of <laughs> utensils at the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. I really want to be like, you need to go home and watch this every day. <laughs> <laughs> There's 11 seasons and they're all awesome. <laughs> it does a great job <laughs> of humor mixed with serious. Ah. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> uh, last question. Which Brady Bunch character utters the now famous catchphrase, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? Was it Cindy, Greg, Jan, or Alice? I think her name's Jan. It's Jan. It's Jan. You're looking at me with doubt because you want to trick me? It's Jan. It's Jan. When Jan's teacher, Mrs. Watson, gushes over former pupil Marsha, it's the last straw for Jan, who is sick and tired of being compared to her older, seemingly perfect sister. She dumps all of Marsha's awards and trophies in the closet and complains that all she hears is Marsha this, Marsha that, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> I was a Marsha. You were no, I was no, a, Jan. a Jan. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, you were a Jan. Well, Jan. Deidre, we tied. You've come a long way, baby. Thank you. A tie, two d two. Good. Good job. Good job. Good job, sir. <laughs> uh, that does it for our game. Let's take a trip back to two thousand and four. Wow, you were a senior in high school. I was. Mm -hmm. I was indeed. <laughs> it was a great year for me. Yep. Then just kind of went downhill after that. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Got married the next year and then just kept just going. Phew! Ooh, <laughs> so, well, we already covered what Corner Gas is initially. Uh -huh. So let's dive a bit deeper into this extremely popular show in Canada that few Americans even know exists. Yeah. So a few more facts, Deidre. Hit us with it. Uh, Corner Gas has the distinction, distinction, right? No. Uh -huh. Okay, that's weird. 
has the distinction of running for 107 episodes without a single major cast change and all of the core cast members, i.e. those featured in the opening credits, appear in every single episode. Mm -hmm. Really? Not a single Not a single episode. See, I just got through watching it. Right. And now I'm going to have to go watch it again and see if that's lying. (laughs) Be like, oh. I didn't see Hank in this one. Nope, there he is. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be there. Uh, in real life, Brent Butt, who plays Brent Leroy, and Na- really, <laughs> and Nancy Robertson, who plays Wanda Dollard, are married. No, you didn't know that? No, yeah, I, I didn't think you knew that. I was excited for you to read it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been in another sitcom together too. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, all the main characters' last names, Leroy, Yarbo, Dollard, Burroughs, Quentin, and Pelly, are actually towns in Saskatchewan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and to promote the second season, cast members pumped gas in stations across Canada. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like, it was really a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah, like in the very first season, it had like a, you know... People coming at one guest yeah, appearance. A lot of Canadian guest stars. Right. Yeah. From the get. Right. Yeah. Like they didn't they didn't have to establish himself first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh even then Prime Minister Paul Martin. Prime right. Minister of Canada. The sitting Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> Made a guest appearance at the start of the third season episode in uh, 2005. This marked the first time in Canadian history that a sitting prime minister had appeared in a sitcom. The episode aired the day before Martin's government was crippled by a report exposing a corruption scandal. (laughs) His successor, Stephen Harper, appeared in an episode in the following season. (laughs) Things went fine for him. Did things go good after that? (laughs) When the show finished after its sixth season, the showrunners and cast were asked why it was ending despite still being very popular. Mm -hmm. Brent Butt said that he specifically wanted to end the show on a high note rather than have it go for several seasons more and lose the creative and comedic flair, which made it so special. A practice that more shows should follow. The Office Cough Cough. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look, the, there were there were a few gems in season eight and nine, uh-huh. and the finale was great, mm-hmm. but we didn't need any of it. <laughs> we could have ended with seven; it would have been glorious. And that's that is the problem with all sitcoms, with all shows, really. They gotta milk it for all yeah. it's worth. If yeah. they're not immediately popular, they get canceled right away. Mm-hmm. Instead of being given the chance to find their audience. And if they are very popular, they will never cancel it until it is <laughs> dead in the water. <laughs> Both of those situations are terrible. We really should follow how the UK and Canada do things. Set a plan. <laughs> when you go into that season one, if it's a good season, then you figure out when you're ending. Good Place did it great. Good Place, they did that first season, didn't know if they were coming back, but once they like, yeah, we're going to do this, right? Four seasons, that's where we're going. We're going to end at four, doesn't matter how popular we're at. That's the stopping point. That's where the story wraps up. Can I make you mad at me? Yeah. Uh, 
I was good with the Good Place season one, and I could have been done with it after that. I would agree. The Good Place season one, in and of itself, mm-hmm. was beautiful. If it was just a miniseries, I'd be fine with that, too. But yeah. I enjoyed the story that they continued with and how it ended. I was like, eh. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> None of the following seasons were as good as season one. Yeah. But still good overall uh and a bit of a sad coincidence actress janet wright who played uh, emily roy brent's mom uh passed away in november of 2016 the same month that the show's set for corner gas and the ruby were demolished wow yeah uh in the animated series where emma's character is voiced by uh corinne coslo Several episodes have a statue of Dog River Pioneer resident Jane T. Wright, a nod to the late Janet Wright, oh, which I, I like think is that. beautiful. Yeah, I like that. So in the show, Brent is shown to be an avid comic book fan, a general superhero fan, and in real life, Brent Butt is a talented artist whose uh, specialty is drawing comic book characters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the episode, You've Been Great, Good Night, which I think is the last episode, he's also shown to be an amateur stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. which he actually is. Um, <laughs> in reality, he's pretty accomplished. He's appeared on uh, Dress for Laughs, among other things. Yeah, I've never been able to find like a special or him being like, have a five-minute set on any kind of late-night show or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like two short sets on two different years of Just for Laughs. My microphone is falling down. Hold on. <sighs> um, but he is pretty funny from the little bit that I've been able to see. Yeah. In 2020, the local government declared that the corner gas set, which was built on the site of a, a real rarely traveled road in Saskatchewan, was becoming an eyesore. Fans were upset that plans were made to tear it down. However, Brent Butt was asked his thoughts, and he said that while he wishes it could stay up forever, as a testament to the show, that it's not feasible for many reasons. First of all, it's not a real building. Oh. It was built as a set, built like a set. Hmm. He said when it was built, they thought that they'd be doing the show for 13 episodes one summer. Wow. And it's been standing for, it had been standing for more than 13 years at this point. Wow. So each year they had to prop up and patch more and more things <laughs> to keep it all standing. Uh, it was also situated in a drainage bowl. Okay. Where every time it rained, it oh, just dear. all poured right into that. And so they've had, they had to pump water out of that all the time. <laughs> As someone who works in an office that is three feet underground. Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Your whole office is a drain. Why? Bowl. Why? I understand it. <laughs> and finally, they don't own the land that it sat on. Uh, they've had to rent it every year. Um, but several important pieces, set pieces, have been saved in case there ever is a reunion episode or something in the future. Uh, but the set has been demolished as of this point. Wow. So as you mentioned earlier, once the original series ended in 2009, uh, they returned f- in 2014 for... Corner Gas, the movie, which you also just rewatched, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, which was a huge hit. I don't think I finished it yet. You're close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was a huge hit in Canada and caused a large fan campaign for more Corner Gas. Really? Like the show ended, then they got the movie and they're like, come on. We still like it. More, please. <laughs> so that's when the plans for Corner Gas Animated started, which mm-hmm. premiered in 2018 and lasted another four seasons, once again ending while it was still very popular. And I haven't 
brought myself to watch the animated series yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about this the other day. We I started watching it after we originally watched through all the live action stuff, and it is different. It's similar, but different because it is an animated show. They can do more goofy things and right. things that kind of take you out of the reality that was a big part of the original series. Right. And so I couldn't stay in it. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm planning on doing soon is starting with the animated series. Just, you know, I'm watching Futurama right now. That's getting me in the there mood you go. <laughs> for animated hijinks. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and so I'm excited for that. It's got a lot of, it's got the look kind of, of the, like a cross between King of the Hill and the uh, Napoleon Dynamite animated show that they did that one season of. Okay. Um, like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pleasant to look at and it's pretty funny and the characters look similar to their actual real life <laughs> counterparts. Uh, Corner Gas Animated was made entirely in Canada, which is a rarity in adult primetime animation. Most North American animated series do the pre-production in the home country and then they ship production to South Korea or somewhere over there. <laughs> Uh, the producers cho chose to make the entire series in Canada as a quality control measure to ensure that all aspects of the production captured Corner Gas's unique brand of comedy. I think it did. I believe so. Uh, so yeah. just before the series finale of the animated show, which would then wrap up all of Corner Gas, Brent Butt was interviewed about how he felt, and he said this. He said, we're sad to see it go, but on the other hand, we've had this show going for so long when I first wrote the treatment for a gas station in Saskatchewan, I just shelved it because I didn't think anyone would want to watch it, let alone produce it. So to not only get the show made, but have people respond the way they did and be here 17 years later talking about wrapping it up, it's hard to ignore that blessing. Hmm. Good head on shoulders. That's nice. When asked why he thinks Corner Gas had resonated with so many people, Brent said it's so hard to figure that out. If I had the recipe, I would make hit show after hit show. But one thing I keep going back to is that there's a sort of authenticity to Corner Gas. We weren't trying to be something else. Uh, he said, I remember when we came along in the early 2000s, a lot of TV was dark and they were really trying to be edgy. And Corner Gas came along and we didn't have an agenda. And maybe that's because we thought no one was going to watch anyway. <laughs> but I think the audience was able to pick up on that. And they could tell they weren't being sold something. We were a bright blue sky show in an ocean of dreary edginess. Yeah. Which I would agree. Yeah. I would say the one thing that I just love about quarter gas is that it's just it's just there to be funny there's nothing yeah they, they don't try to hit any modern topics of discussion you know right no politics just just funny right it's it's not it's it's the there's not even any drama, like, between, right. is this character going to get with this character? It's always goofy drama. Yeah, there's, like, nothing. <laughs> they had one episode in the series where it was, like, will they, won't they, with Brenton. And the, uh, the main girl. And yeah. the main girl. What was her name? You've been watching the show. You asked me to say <laughs> her name, and that means it's gone. <laughs> but anyway. Don't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> one episode of that and then never again mm -hmm. uh like that was the episode was just 
discussing that trope essentially. But like, I remember when I first watched it, I thought, you know, people always thought sign or describe Seinfeld as the show about nothing when it really had a lot. It did. This is the true show about nothing. Right. <laughs> this is the show that you can literally pick up any episode, watch yeah. it, and it won't affect. You know, I'm, you'd enjoy all of it. I'm going to watch no it arcs, backwards no to front and see <laughs> it would feel if about it even the same. matters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's nice that it doesn't require. Lacey. <laughs> thank you. Lacey. Brenton Lacey. Uh, it doesn't require all of your brain to enjoy. Yeah. You don't have to be thinking, uh, remembering, having all this lore and background it's just pure comedy for comedy's sake. Uh-huh. You know the characters. You know how they're going to be. They're going to be the same way they are at the end of the episode as they are at the beginning. Uh-huh. Nobody ever really learns a lesson. It's just a <laughs> fun, hey, here's the new scenario for the week. You want no Enjoy growth. Enjoy it. No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> You're just all full of oh, every every Things going errors. off here today. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it... Uh, it's just enjoyable that way. Though. Yeah. It's, it's it's the kind of thing you can just have on and binge and enjoy mm-hmm. without having to invest so much in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discovered Corner Gas because of our pastor at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been around long enough to know my sense of humor, and he told me that he stumbled upon this show on Amazon Prime and thought that I'd really enjoy it. And... So many people have said, hey, you'd probably like this show, yeah. you know, to a thousand things. And, and I you're like, never this do. is what you think of me? I never do. <laughs> I never like them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a try. Yeah. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I promised him I'd watch the first episode because he was adamant. He was adamant that I would love this show. <laughs> he said that Brent Butt's humor was my humor. I'd enjoy it. I watched that first episode. Sure did. Watched the whole thing. Um, Made me watch it. And then, yep, made you watch it because I thought you'd enjoy it. Despite being incredibly popular in Canada and winning so many awards, it seems incredibly rare to find other people who have even heard of it. Yeah. Let alone who've watched it. Right. uh, The further from Canada you get. Uh, So maybe that's why it was like nobody around here because we're like exact opposite in the United States. <laughs> we are we are as further we are as, as far almost as far Canada away as, from Canada as you can get. You can get further in Texas, you know. Yeah, but we're we're almost there. <laughs> Even Alaska is probably closer to Canada than we are. Right? Cuz they're attached to it, you know. <laughs> if you're not watching the YouTube version, you couldn't see the face that I was giving my wife who is brilliant and way smarter than me because I thought she was serious when she said that just now. I bet even Alaska is closer to Canada than we are. (laughs) I'm like, did you mean to say Australia? (laughs) It was Oh my gosh. Uh, But it does feel like this is like, it's a, it's a secret. Like, you know, we, we've, we've got a secret show. A yeah. hilarious secret show that nobody else I'm knows gonna, about. I'm going to have to tell all our friends now. Yeah. And be like, 
You need to go watch Why aren't it. you watching the show? Why aren't you watching it? So with that in mind, um, as you've now heard us pitch the show to you, we asked Love Thy Nerds Facebook community, what are some of their favorite shows that they feel like nobody else watches and what they think about it? Hmm. So I'm going to go through some of their list. Uh, Tyranny said Raising Hope. It's kind of dumb humor most of the time, which as is corner gas, uh, <laughs> but it can also be sweet. And we love the characters easily. One of our favorite sitcoms It's a short series, but it's our, in our rewatch rotation. And we mm. just laugh as hard every time I've heard of the show. I've never watched it. I have also like went, Oh, that might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Never gave it a chance. Yeah. No. I trust tyranny. I, I might give it a shot. Let's find <laughs> out where it's at. Jacqueline says leverage. Uh, I've loved that show for ages, and I've not been disappointed in the reboot either. I'm a sucker for found family storylines, heist plots, and evil corporations getting theirs parables. And uh, this show has it all. I love the dynamic growth of the characters over time, and the reboot has kept uh, that continuity as well. I do not know what that show is at all. I have seen it for the last several years in my peripheral. I'm not a big fan of the heavy. If I'm watching TV, I want something funny. Me too. We went through our we went through our period of drama and crime stuff and like I feel like it needs to at least be slightly funny. Like House. House was slightly funny. Even and House, like if I house. think about watching it again, I'm like mm. But yeah. I've thought about <laughs> watching it many times and I'm like, I'm not sure I can handle House. Yeah. Anyway. Monk, Psych, those are closer. Uh-huh. Those are mostly humor with some drama. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But like CSI, I'm never going to watch CSI again. Nope. We watched it religiously. We did. For years. We did. We like bought DVD bought sets of all it. the first series uh-huh. version DVDs, at least uh-huh. all the way through William Peterson's run. I think we stopped when the main character changed. I think you're right. Um, but. Because he made the show. Yeah. And not that. <laughs> We had all of CSI Miami. Yeah. All of CSI New York. Did we do New York? I don't remember. They only had two or three seasons. So, yeah, we had them all. Um, I didn't like New York as much. But we were, I was a completionist at that point. So, we were like, like everything for a while. CSI Miami, though, that was good. That was good. I liked that one. Campier. Mm -hmm. Campier than CSI Vegas, but I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, I'm never going to watch them again (laughs) because they're intense. Some really banger episodes, yeah. really good storylines. The returning serial killer dude that came back every couple seasons. With the little, yeah, the little, the little guy, miniatures, little miniatures, whatever. Yeah, so good. <laughs> that episode where Nick got buried alive. Oh gosh, amazing. Never want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm ever going to see Leverage. And Matthew, <laughs> we would watch these shows into the night mm-hmm. while we're dating. Mm-hmm. About all these murderers. Mm-hmm. When you had to go to bed alone. At your house. Mm-hmm. And I would have to get in my truck uh-huh. and drive home <laughs> past midnight, scared to death. <laughs> it's not like you didn't have a say in it. I know. <laughs> and now you can't even watch Psych that late at night. Right. In our home where we're going to sleep together in a bed. Right. Where I would protect you <laughs> from any weird... <laughs> Goofy serial killer and psych. <laughs> a mummy. Psych has some creepy episodes, man. <laughs> it does, but not that much. Uh, Anna says fairy tale theater was hugely nostalgic for me. 
know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Uh, Sorry, Anna. You'll probably see an image we'll, on the screen right now we'll what it is. In, we'll, but I don't know what we'll it is in. right now. Uh, Julian says 12 Monkeys. I didn't know it was a series. It was originally a movie. Uh, it's time travel. 12 Monkeys. Yeah. Time travel based very... It's a classic time travel movie. Okay. But then it was a show on sci-fi. Uh, it's a little campy, but I love it. The last episode actually wraps the entire series perfectly. Sheer genius. I honestly did not know it was a show. So I'm going to probably catch that. Because I don't care how uh, dramatic it is. If it's time travel based, I'm in. <laughs> That's the caveat. This is if true. If it's time travel based, you got me. This is true. You got me. Say no more, Jack. I'm in. <laughs> Uh, Drew says Revolution. The premise was amazing. The characters were all fleshed out. I uh, hate that it had such a limited run. Uh, there's a couple of those that are going to be on here that are like limited mm. runs. Uh, Brandon says Chuck. I love how it takes the everyday geek with nothing special about him who becomes a super spy, but along the way he never loses sight of who he is. Chuck is so good. I love Chuck. Mwah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I need to watch through that now. Again, first season was the best season. Yeah got a little out there the further it went along and the ending was a bit eh. really that's why you want that's what you wanted in on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the idea was that they were going to come back and do a movie and then that just all flew apart and it never happened to kind of give us a better ending and so it's a little bittersweet Mm -hmm. But it was a whole lot of fun, especially the cast, like the guest star casts that they kept bringing in. That they, yeah. Uh, Chevy mm -hmm. Chase, back when everyone still liked him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Quantum Leap guy. I don't remember his name. Scott Bakula. Thank you. The Bakula. Uh, Scott he, Bakula. Yeah. Who's his dad? Who's the dad? Uh, it's because I Why are you depending on I got me focus, to Because I got focused on Scott Bagley. I forgot the other person I was about to say. <laughs> Brandon Ralph, uh, the Superman Returns Superman. Oh, yeah. He was a main character in season uh -huh. three. All really good. All really good stuff. A lot of nerdy mm -hmm. stuff there. Speaking of nerdy stuff, John, our John, our friend John, said the cape. Uh, he said, I thought it was different. Had a very fun cast. But the only person, other person I know who saw it was Abed, Abed Nadir from Community. <laughs> Six seasons and a movie. Six seasons and a movie. <laughs> and Steven said Severance, possibly the Severance. best season one of any show I've ever watched. Each episode is consistently engrossing. and The story is incredibly unique. Go watch it. I think this is relatively new. And I think Severance stars Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. Ben from Parks and Rec. Okay. Uh, and I've seen it. I've seen previews for it. It's something I'm interested in seeing. Uh, other shows people recommended, but without sharing why, so I'm not going to name them because they didn't follow instructions, uh, <laughs> were The Middleman, Crash Landing on You, Terriers, Game of Silence, Dark, and Resident Alien, which I still haven't gotten you to watch, have I? No. Resident Alien stars Alan Turdick. Uh, oh, I think you've told me about yeah, it. Yeah, the guy mm -hmm. who's in everything ever as a side character or a voice you've heard his voice a billion times <laughs> uh, and probably don't even know it but he is an, an alien who <laughs> crash landed on earth he was like the the head the lead scout to figure out how they're going to destroy earth or whatever he crashes gets stuck in this backwood town kills the town doctor and assumes his life and likeness. Okay. 
but humans, one in, I think, a thousand or maybe a hundred, it's not a big town, but one in like a thousand uh, has some gene that allows them to see through uh. whatever like physical appearance alien takes on. And so there's a kid in town that sees him as as the alien and become they become nemeses. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to fall in love with this woman in the town too and has second thoughts about destroying Earth. And um I've only seen the first two seasons. I'm not sure if the third season's out yet or not, so I don't know where the story goes from now there, but I it's very good. Very funny. A little dark humor every now and then, but very funny. Do very they like show. show what he looks like as an alien? Yeah. He's like this big gross thing. It's not super gross. It's it's very low key alien. Thing. Like Star Trek alien? Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's closer. You know, a bad Star Trek alien. But yeah. <laughs> I mean he's got sharp teeth. Okay. And big black eyes. But he doesn't look gross. He's not slimy. He's not He's still like a humanoid esque body. Authentically. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> terrible. He can still, you still see him in like human clothes whenever they show him as the the alien. Okay. You know, he's got three fingers, you know, whatever, like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but still. <laughs> but that wraps oh, up cool. this look at uh, Corner Gas, Comedy's Hidden Gem. You can catch it on Prime, but it's also on Freebie, mm-hmm. which uh, is what used to be known as IMDb TV, uh, which, as the name implies, is free. Free. Go uh, you watch can it. Download that on Roku or whatever right now, and you can watch it. Mm-hmm. All six seasons, I believe, also the movie and the animated series, all there on Freebie. Yep. For you to catch. So just go, just wholesome. Wholesome comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's not overly Canadianized. You know, it's not like you're going to be just <laughs> hit over the head with Canadian humor. It's not all maple syrup. Okay. <laughs> it's normal people. They don't even talk weird all the time. A boot. Yeah, they don't, they don't do that. Uh, they're not saying A every other word. You hear it a couple times. But it's not like, it's, you know, it's... They don't sound like they're all from Minnesota. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's a good show. Go watch it. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> so what do you think of Corner Gas? Have you ever seen it? Have you even heard of it before today? What would you love? Uh, what show would you? Oh, my gosh. What did you write? A simple sentence. What show that you love? Do you think deserves a wider audience? There we go. We want to know how that question goes. Tell us on the socials at Nerd History LTN. It is a very simple paragraph. Just read what's there while you're adding whole sentences. Subscribe to the Nerd History Podcast via the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And find us on lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistorypod. And we also have our daily Today in Nerd History short and article that comes out every day at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory with photos and nerdy facts. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Did you hear that? We've just received a message from the nerd future. What is it today? It looks like we've just received a voiceover script 
for the next corner gas revival what? from 20 years in the future. Awesome. I'm going to have to read it now. Of course. In the year 2044, the world has changed. Robots roam the streets, and the last bastion of human laughter hinges on a quaint Canadian gas station. Welcome to the world of Corner Gas 2044. <laughs> In this unexpected future, the spotlight shines on Brent Leroy, a gas station owner with a knack for sarcasm and survival, portrayed by the ever-charming Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's the heart of this post-apocalyptic comedy grappling with AI antics and doling out wisdom as freely as gasoline. Picture the scene, Brent, attempting to teach a robot the simple art of gas pumping, only to find himself in a comedic whirlwind of fuel and folly, wishing that the whole electric car craze of the 20s had stuck. <laughs> the show's humor extends to a cast of eccentric characters, including a conspiracy theorist convinced that the robots are just Canadians in elaborate costumes, and a love interest for Brent who is half human, half android, and completely out of his league. <laughs> the small town antics escalate with robots attempting to partake in human traditions like a no-robots-allowed chili dog-eating contest, and Brent engaging in philosophical musings with a self-aware checkout machine. And let's not forget the loyal canine companion, who's utterly convinced he's a cat. <laughs> Corner Gas 2044 promises a journey filled with laughter, gas station shenanigans, and unexpected heart in a world dominated by machines. It's a tale of human and humor and humanity, proving that even in a future filled with AI, the human spirit and a good laugh remain our most renewable resources. <laughs> Corner Gas 2044, coming soon to a small screen near you. <laughs> wow ryan reynolds ryan reynolds can canada's golden child <laughs> oh goodness i'm sure brent butt would be pleased i'm sure yeah. he would hand the keys over to ryan to reynolds, ryan reynolds. <laughs> who wouldn't want to be portrayed as ryan reynolds in 2044 right he's still gonna look great brent butt's getting old just, I've seen him recently. He's he's ready to be behind the camera. Let's just put. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we'll be back next week as we travel back in time to another event to celebrate in nerd history. Once again, I'm Radio Matt, and I'm Deidre. And remember, in the past, present, and future, Jesus loves you, nerds.